What if each one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way? Join Mindful Money Management, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner at Asante Wealth Management. Good morning. I'm glad that you can join us. My guest is Pierrette Strudwick, and our topic today is Seven Keys to Living Life with Passion. Here's what American writer C. Joy Bell has to say about passion. Politeness is okay, but it gets old and boring. You want to attack life with a passion, not a politeness. You want people to think about you and remember you and say, she is so passionate. You don't want people to think about you and remember you and say, she is so polite. Because who cares about polite? Isn't that interesting? We're taught to be polite. Wouldn't it be nice if we were taught to be passionate? My guest, Pierre Strudwick, has passion, and that's to empower people to follow their desires. She fosters leadership through Lunch and Learn, Mastermind, small groups, and workshops. Pierrette is a certified coach, trainer, and public speaker with the John C. Maxwell Certification Program. Pierrette has been self-employed most of her life and enjoys satisfaction by adding value to the people she connects with. As a sales director with Mary Kay Cosmetic, Pierrette built a strong team through coaching and training and has led top sales directors to achieve great success. Pierrette has over 15 years' experience of coaching and mentoring in an educational setting, plus more than five years of coaching in a spiritual setting helping people be who God called them to be. Being active in her community has allowed Pierrette to influence teenagers to be great influencers through the business and education partnership of Waterloo Region. Pierrette is a board member for the Cambridge Pregnancy Resource Centre and is a past board member of the Christian Link the Life Center Fellowship, and La Maison de Miti, a shelter for abused women. Pierrette organizes a meetup in the community for businesses who want to connect. Recently, Pierrette joined the French Toastmasters, and that had started in the area. And when you meet her, you'll know that she will offer great value to them. Pierrette graduated from the John C. Maxwell Certification Program in 2011. She is an ordained marketplace minister, and graduated from Ottawa School of the Bible with a ministerial diploma from the University of Ottawa in Communications and Facilitation with Honour. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Pierrette. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Nice to be here. It's great to have you. Tell me, what is a marketplace minister? Well, we believe that everyone has a calling. And very often, well, if we look many years ago, the only people who were able to add value within a church setting was the pastor, the priest, the people who were working within the church. And as you study the Bible, you find out that this is not at all what it was intended to be. Everyone, each and every one of us came on earth for a plan and a purpose, and we all have something to do to do greater things in the kingdom. So because of that, Marketplace ministers is anyone who believes they can add value in a spiritual way. Okay, thank you. So when it comes to living life with passion, you know, I said it would be nice if that's something that we were taught. 
you know, Canadians are very polite and we're taught to be polite, but here we are, we're going to talk about how to teach us to be passionate. And I assume that it does lead back to this idea that we are all here for a reason. Yes, absolutely. Passion is something that we were born with. There's something inside of us, there's a flame inside of us that needs to be nurtured. And passion is something we do that we don't need to be asked for it. We don't need to be taught it. We just do it because we enjoy doing it and it's part of our DNA. So patient, uh, you have to be a patient, but not passion. So what is the first key? We're, we're going to look at seven keys. What's the first one? Well, the first key, in order to be able to live life with passion, we all know that life is not easy. We have struggles. We all had a dream of what life should look like, and life doesn't happen this way. Very rarely uh, it goes according to the plan. We need to learn to be flexible. But the first key is to be able to forgive because very often we have trusted people that we thought they will open a door for us or they will do something for us that will help us to do greater things and it doesn't come true. It falls in the cracks. And we need to be able to forgive. So really the first key, in order to always have an open path, we need to be able to forgive. Not only forgive others, but forgive ourselves because we don't always do what we think we will do and we don't always do what we know we're supposed to do. So in that, we need to be able to forgive ourselves. And that's actually the hardest part of any step of life is to be able to forgive ourselves uh, because it's not something we have learned. We were taught, you need to forgive your brother, you need to forgive your sister, but what about forgiving yourself? And this is the first principle, the first key in order to live life with passion is allowing yourself to do some mistakes, forgive, learn something from it, and go forward. Okay. So I would I would agree that quite often we can be very hard on ourselves and probably, you know, the worst critic is that voice inside ourselves. But how would you really suggest on a practical level that we begin to silence that accusatory voice inside of ourselves? Very good question. Uh, well, you know, it's a very simple exercise. Sometimes we have tendency to complicate things, but the first thing is to talk to that voice and say, shut up. I don't want to hear you. This is not the truth. The truth is that I am already forgiven and I can forgive myself and I go forward with that. And you can tell yourself what you have learned from that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess a big part of it is realizing that voice is telling you that too. I think sometimes we operate with that voice telling us those things about ourselves, and sometimes we're not even really aware. What I understand is, how do you recognize that you need to forgive yourself? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anything that is not edifying, encouraging, that is not there to build you, is definitely not something that you want to pursue. So if you... I don't know you like this interview today. I do really bad to it. Well, <laughs> I can choose not to forgive myself for that. 
but what do I have learned? So w- when I have tendency to blame myself or to be upset about myself, I need to stop it right then and there and say, mm-hmm. stop it. You know, I had an experience this past weekend. I was driving and I was, you know, sometimes we have those talk on our own. And I was driving and I had that thought that was not a really good thought. And it was not bringing me anywhere good. And I just mm-hmm. said, stop it, Pierre. And, you know, as soon as I said that, I knew I was going towards something better. So okay. when you you have those thoughts, you tell them to stop, forgive yourself, and go forward. All right. So what's the second key to living life with passion? Well, I kind of alluded to it at the beginning. Instead of patience, is passion. And the second key is knowing your DNA. What is it that you're willing to do and you don't need to be asked for it, you're willing to do for free? You just bloom when you're doing that. Some people are very crafty when they paint, okay? They can paint and and there's a lot of creativity that comes out of that. That's part of their DNA. That's part of who God created them to be. And because of that, It's part of their passion. And when we do what we are passionate about, God has put in our DNA. I call that our DNA because we we all have one type of blood that is very specific to us. And DNA, that's the, the acronym for that. So what we do, we have been all designed in a very specific way for a very specific goal. And when we do things, from our heart without being asked and that it comes really from the heart. That's a passion that we know we have. You know, Pierre, you'd think this would be simple, right? What is it that makes it not so simple? What stops us from doing what we want to do? Well, let's say I'm an artist and I love to paint or a musician and I love to play, but I need to pay the bills. and I will be doing what I am passionate about, which is playing my guitar or painting, but that will not necessarily, at the beginning, bring the money I need in order to pay the bills. So Mm -hmm. very often, with my 15 years' experience as an employment counselor, what I have found were people that were passionate about something but were doing something completely different. And when you are at a place that you're not happy, you're doing because you have to do, you don't blossom, and you cannot even blossom where your passion is. Okay. So would you say it's fear? Yes, definitely fear is one. The second one will be commitment because you have some commitment. We all have a life to live. We have bills to pay. So we know that we want to fulfill those commitments so we don't necessarily do what we are passionate because of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the big one is fear. Okay. Well, after the break, we're going to pursue this a little bit more, but right now we're going to go to commercial, and we'll get back to this subject in just a few moments. Do you want to make a difference? What if you found a way to make a far bigger impact than you ever thought possible? Apply mindful money management and learn how to create a better world by casting a vote for your values every time you spend, invest, and donate. Lynn Wedham is available to speak to you individually or to your group. You can reach Lynn at 519 
1-800-654-8342 or by email at lynn at mindfulmoneymanagement.ca. We're back. Pierre at Strudwick has been telling us about the seven keys to live a life with passion. Pierre, we've identified that, you know, fear and fear of not being able to cover our commitments would be reasons that people might not follow their passion as a way of of earning a living. But is that always what we're talking about? you know, changing what we're doing for a living if it doesn't fit? Or do sometimes people work at one thing and do their passion as a part-time or, you know, what are what are we talking about here? Well, okay, fear is a big issue of why we're not going uh, with our passion and we're not doing what we are passionate about. Another thing is the belief in ourselves. We don't believe that this can bring us somewhere that People will appreciate what we have to offer. And because of that, we will settle for things that we don't really like to do things that we really, we are passionate about it, that we love, Mm -hmm. that we were designed for. So in that, we are looking at, okay, I don't believe in myself. I don't believe that this will attract the people or this will make me a living. Because of our self-confidence, then the fear comes in, and we end up doing what's available, what we know we can do, where we know there's a paycheck, and we are stuck because comfort settle in, and when comfort settle in, then it's easier to break loose. Mm-hmm. Do you think sometimes we don't believe we deserve to have what we want to or to do what we want? Absolutely, absolutely. Deserve is another issue that will stop us from being who we are called to be, definitely. Okay. So belief in ourselves as well as, you know, whether we really have something to offer, I think I heard you say too, like will people be attracted to whatever it is that we'd like to pursue and then do we really deserve to be doing what we want to be doing? Kira, what's the third key to living life with passion? Knowing why. Knowing why you want to do what you are passionate about. I remember many years ago, I had a goal. And this is an example from a while back, but it was so clear for me. And it's so much easier when we can have a goal knowing and it's clear. I wanted to be a Mary Key director. And I didn't have around me the surroundings to help me or to believe in me, but I had the big why. And my why was that I could do that and I had something to prove. And in that, what happened, because my why was so big and my passion of helping others, that is my passion and it still is today, I was able to achieve that goal in a record time for that season, which was many years ago. So the why you want to do what you want to do is because you have a reason. It's so big inside of you that you are almost willing to die for it. I remember I did things that I never did after. I had stopped people and say, hey, are you looking for a part-time job? I have a way. I can show you how. I was determined. There was nothing that was able to stop me. And if we look at the actuality of today, when we look at 
pieces where what they do, they are so passionate about what they believe that they are willing to do anything for what they are passionate about. So passion comes from something within so deep, and you need to know your why. And when you know your why, then nothing can stop you. When you have your why, it has to be so big that you get scared of it. You get scared of it? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't feel that you can do that. We had talked. Fear will settle in, right? Yes, for sure, for sure. But, Pierrette, how can people define what their why is? Are there questions they can ask themselves? Yes. Well, actually, I have a workshop where we go in detail this past week also a VIP day where within a day they will be able to have all those answers and have a blueprint to go forward. But how do you define that is by asking different questions. As you ask yourself questions, what am I good at? What makes me cry? What is the cause that I'm willing to sacrifice for? Do I like to work with adults? Do I like to work with children? Do I like to work with business people? Where do I feel that I fit the most? As you ask yourself a series of questions that we have designed, you know what? You find answers. And as you find those answers, you're able to define what is your true passion because it goes with your DNA, okay? And from that DNA, it's how you were created to be. And then you define the why. Just an example, I was on the board of the pregnancy center. And Mm -hmm. why do I have a passion for young women who have children without having a family? Well, I never had a chance to have children myself. And Mm -hmm. I always loved children. Well, I decided that this is where I want to invest. I want to invest some time. I want to invest some money in order to help those people. Some have taken some risks that shouldn't have been taken, but Everything is according to the plan of God, so nothing is an accident because every child is supposed to be here. So that was part of my passion. I didn't choose that as a living, but this is something that I I choose to invest in because I'm passionate because I don't have children. Right. Okay. So you talked about this why and, and what we want to do as being something that we're scared of. You talk about a vision that's bigger than ourselves. So if this vision is so much bigger than ourselves, how can we accomplish it? Well, that brings us to our key number four, which is being able to have a vision and put that vision to the desk. In order to fulfill that passion, you need to be able to involve other people. If you say, well, you know, my vision, I would like to build a house for this family. It's a smaller vision, it's all possible, but unless you have all the resources yourself, you need to imply other people. You need to invite other people in your vision. And as you invite other people, the vision will grow because we know we all have creativity, we all have ideas, and we were all designed for a plan and a purpose as well. So because of that, the vision will grow, and then you get that fear which is normal because you can no longer think that this vision is possible without all those people that are surrounding you. Right. And how do you bring those people in and get them to believe the vision that you have? 
Well, how about I give you the example of uh, our French Toastmaster that we started about two months ago now? It started by one lady who is a francophone. She has been in this region for over 30 years. She has been in the top of the Toastmaster because she has been in Toastmaster for so many years. And she was just sharing with a couple of us that wouldn't be nice if we have a French Toastmaster. And we all said yes. So it started, she cannot do this on her own. She's French. So this is part of a passion for her to grow the French community and not only to grow the French community, but to help them to practice their French. And she grouped three people, which became the first night. She had such passion for that that we were 36 people the first night that she opened the doors to launch the French Toastmaster. We were not all French. She was so passionate about that that she even had some people who can say their name, uh, bonjour, and a couple of words in French that were there. So because you have such a conviction in your heart, such a passion, people don't understand. But people want to be around passionate people. People want to be part of something. They want to belong to something. They want to be embraced by something. So we were 36 the first night, and we have met two more times, and last night we were 12. And the 12 that we were there, half of us decided, okay, we want to commit to this, and we want to go for it. Mm-hmm. So when you say put the vision to the test, how do we really do that? Is there something that we're asking ourselves, or how do we put that vision to the test? By asking questions. Is that vision only for me alone? This is the most important question. Is this vision only for me or for other people? Mm -hmm. And when it touched many people, we call it a God vision because it's a vision that has the potential to touch many others, and that's what you want. Who that vision is going to touch? And in the case of the French Toastmaster, it touched a lot of the French community in this area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the first question you want to ask yourself. Who is going to be touched by my vision? Yes, I like that one. Yeah, that's very good. You know what? It's mm-hmm. time for us to go to break again, and we want to learn more about this right after this quick break. In society, plant giving seems to be presented as something you do when you're extremely wealthy or planning your estate. Mindful Money Management focuses on planning your contribution at every step around the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and create a better world. Tune in to Mindful Money Management regularly. Feel free to contact Lynn Wedham of Asante Estate and Insurance Services with your plant giving questions. You can contact Lynn at lynn at mindfulmoneymanagement.ca. Welcome back to our show called How to Live Life with Passion. My guest is Pierrette Strudwick. We have talked about four keys to living life with passion. First thing is to forgive ourselves and others. The second is to know who you are, what you're willing to do, what you would just do for free, what really makes you feel fulfilled. And then know why you're here. That's what we've been talking about, is to know why, what the passion is. Pierrette says, what are you willing to die for? And the fourth key was to put the vision to the test, asking, who does this touch? 
will it affect many people and getting people involved to help you fulfill the vision. So I believe then, Pierrette, we're on to the fifth key. And what is that fifth key, Pierrette? Well, after you have a vision, you have shared that vision with other people and you are able to have people on board with you, you need to start making a plan for that vision and to be able to fulfill your passion. Because we came from the passion and that brought us to a vision, a vision, a dream. You can call it either or. It depends what is better for you. But you need to put that in a plan because if you don't make a plan for it, nothing will happen. It will stay a vision. It will stay a dream. And you will never truly live your passion. So you want to start, okay, I was able to put some people together. What's our next step? How are we going to see this grow? Who else do we need to involve in this vision in order to fulfill that? And as you go and prepare the various steps, we so well know the acronym SMART. In order to fulfill our goals, we need to be specific, measurable, action, realistic in a timely frame. So if we start from there, we already have something to go forward with. Okay. When we think about, you know, our vision being realistic, isn't that a point at which that fear might often come back to us? Absolutely. And that's where you need a coach. Because you need to surround yourself with people who believe in your vision, in your dream. And this is the most important thing that you have to do. Because if you're surrounding yourself with people who don't support that dream, that vision, that passion of yours, you know what? Unfortunately, that will stop you to be who you are called to be. So you want to be surrounded by people who go for it. Like if I come back to the Toastmaster example, that lady surrounded herself with three people that are supportive of her in this principle, in bringing this together. Right. So in that case, if she lost faith in the vision, there would be other people who would say, no, it'll work. It's a good idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I think that is one of the most encouraging things that you can say, actually, is it's a good idea. You have a good idea. Everybody likes to hear that, right? Yes, yes, that's true. But, you know, it's easy to say, oh, that's a good idea, but are you willing to work it out with me? That's another thing. Are you willing to walk it? Because there will be some steps that you're going to be doing that, you know what, you don't want to do. And you will encounter obstacles that you never thought that you will encounter. So Mm -hmm. what do you do with that? And that's one thing I want to share with this, with the plan, because very often we will have a plan and think, okay, yes, I can be specific. Yes, I can measure this. And we go through all those steps. But one thing I learned many years ago is that what are my potential obstacles that I can find by going forward with this project or by this vision, this dream? And when you are able to write down the potential obstacle that you will find, the second step to that is write what are the potential solutions to those obstacles. Right. And it's amazing that you will encounter some of those obstacles, but because you have already thought and talked about the potential solution, Mm -hmm. 
you can overcome those very fast. And this right. will help you because what stops us is obstacle very often too, eh? Not only fear, mm-hmm. but the obstacle. Well, sure. And and I think that is a very important key, Pierrette, as well. So identifying the obstacles that we might come up against and already have thought about the solutions. And I think, you know, that's something we do in financial planning as well. It can really reduce the stress when we hit one of those things, right? When when something changes, when somebody's out of work for a couple of months or, you know, the health changes or... You know, things don't go just the way we would prefer. If we've already thought about what we would do, I think that stress levels as we deal with those things can be reduced a lot by having a plan for what would we do in those situations. So, yeah, I think that is a really important one. Very often in the planning, this is an area where I notice that we forget to look at... Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just to anticipate some of those things. And again, I guess that's where we could say thank you to some of the people who aren't as supportive because they may point out some of the obstacles, you know, in which case we can figure out how we would deal with them ahead of time. (laughs) Thanks to some of those people that are less than positive, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because they help us to see things in a different way. And we all contribute. And I want to believe when we choose a team to work with us towards our vision or our dream that build our passion, that those people have something very positive as well to offer. It's just that they are more analytical than us sometimes Mm -hmm. or have something different than us to offer. And that's okay because they see the perception, the perspective in a different angle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. So what is the sixth key to living life with passion, Pierrette? Sixth key? So we talk about making a plan, the objective and obstacle. The next key is evaluating your progress. Because you have built a plan and you have established some measurable steps, you need every three months to evaluate, okay, where am I right now? Have I accomplished my goals? Am I closer to what I'm supposed to be? Am I exactly where I'm supposed to be? What do I need to do different? Who do I need to add to the team? Or do we have too many people on the team? So it's a time of reflection. If we are right on track, bravo, we just keep going because everything is in place. But if we are not, we need to ask ourselves the right question in order to make sure that we readjust. And sometimes we have to be a little bit flexible. The the vision, the dream can become way more bigger than what we had initially thought, but it could be in a different stage that you add to that. It's a time of reflection. It's so important that we do that. In every type of career, actually, I encourage people, are you exactly where you want to be? Because you need to evaluate it. Working for a college when I was in Ottawa, every year we had to evaluate where we were that year and where we want to be in five years. And every year we had to work towards that five-year plan. And the Mm -hmm. five-year plan was always growing because we're going a year further, but we need to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy thing to do, actually. No to really think about in five years, where do I want to be? But I think it's a weakness for most of us that we don't. A lot of people don't look at that five-year goal 
Yeah. I've never uh, found that an easy thing to do. <laughs> I think it's the analytical part of me doesn't want to be wrong. So I don't want to commit <laughs> to something in five years. I don't want to but make a know, promise I can't keep. <laughs> but you know what? If you don't have that vision of in the five year, you won't get anywhere. Maybe you want to change the word if it, you know, it's all about the perception. But John Maxwell, as being my mentor, always said to us, the month of December, and I've started to do that, and it's amazing what's happening. The month of December, he stops and he reflects on everything he has done during that year. And mm-hmm. he takes his calendar week by week, month by month, and puts some highlights on the side and see, okay, how did that brought me closer to my bigger goal? And okay. I started to do that, and I, it's amazing what it does. Okay, because that's something you could do on an annual basis, but you could do that for the month too. Absolutely. I like to do it every three months as a quarter, but uh, yes, absolutely. Every month you want to do, to do where you are, where you're going. Yeah. I think that sometimes evaluating your week is a little bit too short because, you know, lots of weeks you don't accomplish what you thought you might, but, you know, yes, starting out on you? Monday morning. <laughs> Yeah, so the shorter the period of time, I think the, you know, less fair it is, perhaps. Anyway, boy, it's time flies. It's time for us to go for a break, and we will look forward to key number seven when we come back. Do you want to make a difference? What if you found a way to make a far bigger impact than you ever thought possible? Apply mindful money management and learn how to create a better world by casting a vote for your values every time you spend invest, and donate. Lynn Wedham is available to speak to you individually or to your group. You can reach Lynn at 519-654-8342 or by email at lynn at mindfulmoneymanagement.ca. Hello again. My guest today is Pierre Strudwick. We've been talking about the seven keys to live life with passion And I think, Pierrette, we're probably ready to discuss number seven. Yes. Well, you know, when we left, we were talking about evaluating and adjusting our plan. And uh, we also talk about what are our potential obstacles. And I would like to leave today with a favorite quote of mine from uh, Robert Schuller: Tough times never last, but tough people do. And in anything, if your passion is really your passion and it's really what you have been designed for, you will see obstacles. When things don't work the way you want, you will see that it doesn't last. There's always a rainbow after the rain. And I really like Robert Schuller for sharing that because we know that it's just for a season that things are not well with the situation. It never lasts. So I encourage everyone, if you're not today where you would like to be, to be able to uh, look at 10 things that you can do that can make a difference. And it can be as easy as I'm going to go for a coffee and I'm going to write everything I want to change or what I think I'm really passionate about or whatever is your question, wherever you are stuck, that could be as easy as I'm going to go and I'm going to write. 
It can be that you're going to talk to a coach because very often a, a coach will reformulate things for you and you already have all the answers inside of you. It's just a question of putting them out there. So because of that, you can meet with a coach and they will ask you a lot of questions and will help you to be who you are called to be. It can be as easy as, you know what, I, I'm going in a vacation and I'm going to reflect on all this or forget about everything. And when you're coming back, you're coming back with a fresh look at everything, at your life, at your situation, and everything is being transformed. Why? Because you have shifted the situation by going for a week of vacation. So if you are in a tough place right now, I encourage you, put on a piece of paper 10 things that you can do that will give you potential of changing the situation right now. And as you go through that list of 10 things, some of you will say, you know what? No, that one, I don't really want to do that. And it's okay. But you still have nine other things that you can say yes to. And that can make a whole difference. And you can see everything in a different eye and be who you are called to be and live life with passion. And I always say living life with passion is like never have to work one more day of your life. That's nice. So this list that you're talking about, Kara, 10 things that will make a difference. Now, are these action items or are they things that are we looking for different supports that we already have or are they action items? I would say action items if I think of many times I have suggested that. You know, when we don't do anything, we paralyze. And when we're paralyzed, Mm -hmm. it's not good. So we suggest action items. When we do a a brainstorming, we put many ideas, and then we can choose what we want from those ideas. It's just seeing outside of the box. And when we start seeing outside of the box, there are so many potential solutions. So we just need to put ourselves in a place where we don't see the problem, we see outside of the problem. Okay. Pierrette, maybe you better take a few moments right now and just tell people how they could reach you if they wanted to discuss this further with you. Okay. Thank you. Well, the name of my coaching uh, business is Arise and Shine, ariseandshinecoaching.com. And there you have a section where it says contact me and you can contact me through email there. Or you Mm -hmm. can simply call me at 519-404-2298. So I can repeat that, Mm -hmm. 519-404-2298. Or at the website, ariseandshinecoaching.com. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Pierrette. Thank you. It was an honor to be here, Lynn. I hope someone has been encouraged and everyone has a passion. It's just a question of finding it. Yes, yes. And digging deep and perhaps having someone to help ask you some questions that can help you find it and clarify it. Yeah, and that's what a coach is there for. We have been trained to ask questions. Right, right. I'm sure, Lynn, you ask a lot of questions too in order to offer the best services to your clients. Well, and and as we've been talking, certainly there are a lot of your steps in these seven keys that do apply very closely to the financial planning process as well. You know, starting from where you are, knowing who you are, what you want, making a plan, 
and the evaluation and those are all applicable to financial planning as well. So at another time, maybe we'll have the opportunity to kind of apply those steps to financial planning too. It's been wonderful to have you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Lynn. It was an honor to be here. Thank you. Remember, I'm here to help. I'd love to chat with you. Certainly send me an email and we'll arrange a time to chat about any of your financial concerns. If it's not something I can help you with, we certainly have resources that we can direct you to as well. Remember, we welcome your comments. If you have ideas for guests on the show, please let me know, or a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the show. This is Lynn Wedham. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Mindful Money Management. We hope you'll join us next time. To listen to more shows like this one, please go to soundcloud.com and search Mindful Money Management. We appreciate your follows, likes, and shares. Until next time, remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community.